0: I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank & Trust for
1: making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next.
0: Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. I'm here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who's here to tell us about the latest scam, making their way through the good <laughs> citizens of Santa Barbara, and hopefully she'll forewarn us what to look out for.
1: Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Nice to be here. And today I'm actually going to talk about the tech support refund scam. That's a mouthful. I may have mentioned this before, but it's resurfaced here in Santa Barbara, and it seems to be the scam of the month. I've gotten several phone calls about this recently from victims who have lost money due to this scam. So I thought I needed to revisit it.
0: Oh, that's really a good idea, Vicki. Some of us, including myself, may have forgotten how this scam works.
1: Yes, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't quite understand how it worked either from the scammers' end, but now I think I do. I've done a little more... Research on this, it usually starts with a phone call, although I'm guessing it could also start with a text. And the caller says something like Hello, this is Sam Smith. I'm calling from Microsoft Refund Department. You paid for your computer technical support a few months ago, and we're calling to refund you $400 since the company has been ordered to close down. So please call us on our toll-free number. And of course, there's a number there.
0: Oh, I can understand how that would get your attention. $400 is a good chunk of change. So what goes
1: wrong? Well, if you answer that call or call the number they give you, you're told that you're eligible for the $400 refund, but the technician needs to have remote access into your computer to confirm your eligibility. So I spoke to a senior who was victimized by this scam, and she told me that it took her the better part of a day to go through all the steps to follow the scammer's instructions. Wow, that would be really
0: frustrating to waste your whole day in hopes of getting a $400 refund only to find out that it's a
1: scam. Right. So once the scammer has access to your computer, then he'll tell you that in order to get the refund you need to log into your bank account so that he can deposit the refund directly into your account. So what you probably don't realize is what you're doing, logging into your bank account, the scammer can see everything. He can see your login number, he can see your password. So now he has all that information that he can use to get into your account.
0: Wow, that's very frightening. So now the scammer can just log into your computer and log into your bank account himself, maybe
1: even at a later time. That's exactly right. And while you're doing this, the scammer is going to take a look at your savings account because that's what he's going to use to run the scam. And this was the piece that was confusing to me before, but now I understand how it works. So let's say that you have $4,000 in your bank account, in your savings account. He'll darken the screen so you can't see what's going on. And he will take that $4,000 from your savings account and move it into your checking account. Then he'll undarken the screen, show you your checking account where he supposedly deposited the $400 refund. But, oh, no, he made a big mistake. Instead of depositing $400, he deposited four thousand dollars. Ah, so the scammer makes it look like it was
0: just an innocent mistake. Just with the slip of a finger, I added an extra zero. And most
1: of us could understand how that could happen. Absolutely. So now of course he makes his problem your problem. There's no way he can reverse the deposit, he tells you. So it's up to you to save him by sending a refund to his bank. Otherwise he's going to lose his job and his children are going to starve. Oh my.
0: <laughs> so he appeals to the poor victims' emotions, their sense of honor to do the right thing. How's the victim supposed to get the money back to him?
1: Well, he gives you a couple of options. One thing you can do is go to your bank and just wire the money or buy gift cards. The senior that I recently talked to on my fraud hotline was told to use the gift cards. Now, you can usually get only $400 to $500 on any one gift card. So these poor victims were driving around frantically from place to place, trying to put together the $3,600 to send back to the scammer. And in the case of the victim I talked to, she went first to Target, then to Macy's, then to CVS to try and put this money together. Did the scammer tell her to go to those particular stores or where to go to get the cards? Yes, he seemed to know where she lived and what was in her area. And interestingly enough, Patty, each place that she went, the clerks who sold her the cards tried to warn her, where are you sending this money? But the scammer was on the phone with her while she was doing this, and he told her what to say. So every time she bought a card, the scammer had her take a picture of the card front and back and send it to him.
0: Wow. So once he had a photo of the cards with the code on the back, really, that's all he needed, right, to get the money. As fast as she's getting the cards,
1: he's getting the money off the cards. That's right. Finally, our victim went to CVS. And the third clerk questioned her about what was going on. And this made our victim start to worry. So she did a smart thing. She went to her bank to see if the $4,000 had actually been put into her account. And of course, There it was, the $4,000 deposit right into her checking account, just like the scammer told her. So she started breathing a sigh of relief when a very, very sharp teller said to her, do you know where this money came from? It came out of your own checking account.
0: Oh, so then she knew for sure it was a scam. She must have been exhausted by that point and frankly, a little bit depressed. was trying to do a nice thing. He appealed to her emotions.
1: So how much did she lose? Well, she sent the $400 information on one gift card and $500 on another gift card. So $900 altogether, but her nightmare didn't end there. Now the scammer had access to her bank accounts and he had also gotten access to her visa credit card.
0: Wow. So then she had to go through all the work of shutting down her bank accounts. And that is a pain because sometimes you forget what comes through automatically as payments. You have to get back to them canceling her Visa card plus putting
1: fraud alert on her account. It turned out to be quite a nightmare. It did indeed. And I think the psychological damage and the physical exhaustion was almost as bad for her as the actual monetary loss. Yeah. What did you tell her to do, Vicky? Well, thankfully, her bank had given her all the information of what to do to keep her account safe and her credit card safe. I told her to report the fraud to the FBI at IC3.gov and to the Federal Trade Commission at FTC.gov. So more work for her to do, but important work. Fortunately, she had a friend with her when she called me and that friend was able to do this part of it for her.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm reminded, Vicki, sometimes it gets very frustrating with all the security that's set up. You know, you try to log into your account and they have to send you a text and send you a code and then you have to put that in. But I think these
1: types of authentication checks are actually really important and could save us. Absolutely. You know, the more security walls we have between us and the scammers these days, it's really a good thing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that story.
0: I feel badly that she fell for that, but I can certainly understand how these scammers are very, very savvy. Would you remind everyone of your fraud hotline number? Yes,
1: area code 805. 805-568-2442. 805-568-2442. 805-568-2442. 805-568-2442. And what about our good news, Vicky? I do have some good news, and this is kind of interesting. There is a company called Epsilon Data Management, and it happens to be one of the largest marketing companies in the world. They entered into a settlement with the Department of Justice to resolve a criminal case that had been filed against them. They were accused of selling millions of Americans' information to crooks who specialized in frauds like the sweepstakes, astrology solicitations, and many others. And these mailing lists were specifically designed to target seniors. So apparently, the company Epsilon sold more than 30 million consumers' data to fraudsters, and they agreed to pay $127 million to compensate the victims. So this settlement puts these marketing companies on notice that they have to be careful who they sell their list to. And I have a quote from the Deputy Chief Postal Inspector of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, who investigated this particular case. And here's what he said. Firms that amass big data assume a big responsibility to ensure this data is not used by malicious actors. If you cater to criminals who are exploiting Americans through the U.S. mail, postal inspectors are coming for you. So our postal inspector is getting serious about these frauds, along with Department of Justice and the FBI. So, you know, it takes a village, Patty, but at it least there are people working on this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you for the good news, Vicki. I'm glad they've been put on notice because I don't like them targeting anybody, but especially not seniors. Absolutely. So until next week. All right. Thank you. Unless Patty. all the scams disappear, but I don't think so. <laughs> Talk <Stop laughs> security, one. Patty. <laughs> okay. Bye, Vicki. Bye bye.